Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. Today's featured audio is Robert Sykes, Keto Savage. And Crystal Love, Keto Savage's fiance. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a quick keto meal that has not just a little bit of protein in it, but also all the electrolytes, vitamins, protein, fat, and more that will meet one third of your daily needs? Then let me introduce you to Keto Chow. It's a quick and easy to mix shake that is designed to give you a complete ketogenic meal. You're able to customize the calories because you decide how much fat to add. Most people mix it with heavy whipping cream, but you can also use avocado oil, coconut cream, a little MCT oil, or any other fat of your choice. Keto Chow is designed specifically for people on the go to replace one to two meals in their day. It comes in eight flavors, including chocolate, vanilla, chocolate peanut butter, cookies and cream, strawberry, mocha, banana, and salted caramel in both individual meal samples as well as a large 21 meal bag. There's also a sample of all the things bundle that has one of each flavor plus a Keto Chow blender bottle to get you started. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com and use the coupon code LLVLC to get 10% off of your first order. JimmyLovesKetoChow.com How would you like to test your blood ketones for just $1 per strip? Join the Keto Clarity Club at bestketonetest.com for the Keto Mojo blood ketone and blood glucose testing and join the club to get $1 strips when purchased in vials of 50. You get to choose how often that they will ship to you and you'll still get that $1 price per strip. And while you're at bestketonetest.com, make sure you get the meter and we also have glucose strips sold in vials of 50 and you'll get $5 off with the coupon code Jimmy. There's also the Ketonian Special Kit, which allows you to get the meter, lancet, as well as a starter pack of blood ketone test strips. Again, it's bestketonetest.com for the Keto Mojo blood ketone and blood glucose testing. Bestketonetest.com. Do you miss ketchup on your low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to AlternaSweets, AlternaSweets.com, the healthy option for ketchup. It's sweetened with stevia and has the highest quality non-GMO ingredients. There are no artificial ingredients at all. In fact, there's no added sugar of any kind and keto ketchup that actually tastes like real ketchup. Guys, I have been using this and it is now my favorite condiment in my kitchen. Alterna Sweets offers free shipping on all U.S. orders and there is a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't love it as much as Jimmy Moore does, they will refund your money and you don't even have to send it back. Again, it's called Alterna Sweets. Head on over to AlternaSweets.com and you can get your hands on this keto ketchup. Alterna Sweets. 
living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. Uh. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Hey. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the living la vida low carb show. Hey, the living low carb show.com. Today's featured audio is from the 2018 Low Carb Cruise. Visit lowcarbcruiseinfo.com to learn more about the 2019 Low Carb Cruise, leaving out on May the 31st, 2019, as the 12th annual Low Carb Cruise to the Bahamas. We also have another Keto 101 cruise sailing out September 28th, 2019. Get full details at lowcarbcruiseinfo.com. All right, how y'all doing, Dad? I forgot my name tag, but I'm Robert Sykes, Keto Savage. Uh, so I guess I'll be swiping through this by hand here. Um, so real quick, let's do a little, uh, I want to give y'all a little, take it back. I want to give y'all some, some background on kind of my life before keto, because I think it's relevant, kind of give you some more backstory here. Uh, so before I found keto, I was, I was dead set on being the next Mr. Olympia. Um, and I was huge, let me tell you. I was 115 pounds soaking wet. And uh, I thought I was convinced that it was going to be me on the stage someday. Um, 115 pounds, like I said, this was in high school. My parents are both small. I'm just genetically not gifted for bodybuilding. I'm the farthest thing from a bodybuilder. Uh, so I started eating because everybody told me you got to eat big to get big. So I would eat 6,000 plus calories a day. I'd eat those, uh, those macho chimichangas, or 800 calories a piece. I'd force feed myself, bulked up to 230 pounds. Uh, and I was totally delusional because I thought I was just ripped. But that, that is not ripped, all right? I had, a, I had a face like a watermelon. Um, and that was just my reality. Like I just kind of went through life in denial thinking that I was going to you know, be big, get cut down. And with bodybuilding, it's pretty typical to do like a 12-week cut. So I was at 230 pounds and convinced I was going to compete shredded at 200 pounds. Um, I didn't realize how fat I was. So I lost weight. I kept losing weight. I kept losing weight. I lost 70 pounds in three months. And this was all, again, pre-keto. Um, and I, I won my competition. My first competition, I got down to like 4% body fat. And I competed, I think, 153 in that picture. Um, but I did so very unhealthy. Like it was a very unhealthy transition. I followed the standard bro dieting approach of really high protein, really low carbs, almost minimal to no fat. And I developed a bunch of eating disorders after that competition. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And it's not, it's not optimal. Um, it's just a very, very poor way of eating. So I uh, did some self-thinking. I figured there had to be a better way. After my competition, there's, there's something called post-show rebound. And a lot of competitors will put on 20 pounds. You know, I put on 20 pounds in two days after that show because your body's metabolism shot, your hormones are screwed up, everything's just broken. And it's sad because nobody talks about that. None of the other competitors talk about the post-show effect. And it's depressing, you know. Like, like I said, I developed eating disorders. Many competitors, that's the norm more so than the exception to the rule. And I wanted to combat that. There had to be a better way because I wanted this to be my lifestyle because I love the sport. And I'm like, what can I do that's better than this? Um, so I did some thinking, and I started doing something called carbohydrate backloading. I don't know if y'all are familiar with John Kiefer. 
but carb backloading is basically keto during the day, and then you eat a really high glycemic index meal full of carbs at night, like donuts and brownies and cereal. And I noticed that I felt better before I had the carbs at night, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to do carb backloading without the carbs. That makes sense, right? <laughs> um, lo and behold, that was keto. Started doing some digging, and I realized that, you know, I started doing some research on the history of keto, kind of like going back to the 20s and like the epileptic children with seizures and whatnot, and started learning what it was I was doing, and I'm like, well, I feel great. I don't know where all this energy's coming from. I'd be working out in the gym, and everybody's like, man, you haven't had carbs in like three days? How are you, how are you able to lift this dumbbell? And I'm like, I don't know, but it feels pretty good. Um, I was able to get a pump. Everything was going solid. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm a bodybuilder. I want to do bodybuilding, but I want to stay keto because I feel, I feel so great with keto. I'm like, I'm going to be a ketogenic bodybuilder. And I tell people what I was doing. They're like, that doesn't exist. You're not going to have any luck. You're not going to be able to get shredded. You're not going to be able to get vascular. You're not going to have definition on stage. You might as well give up now. And I'm like, well, I still feel pretty good. I'm still doing pretty good in the gym. I'm going to give it a shot. And I kind of did things very differently. So like I was saying, most competitors will keep their protein incredibly high. I'm just going to give you all, most people probably aren't super familiar with the sport of bodybuilding. It's kind of a strange sport. A bunch of guys posing in man thongs up on stage. Um, but it's a pretty cool sport. Um, just take my word for it. So what's pretty typical with bodybuilders is they'll, they'll drop their fat because they're under the illusion that you have to lose fats or you have to pretty much remove fat and dietary fat to burn their stored body fat. And they keep protein very high because you have to build muscle on bodybuilding. You need, need the protein. So my competitors were taking in 300, 400 grams of protein a day, and that's just the regular. They'd be sucking down protein shakes and I, had, I was competing against people that would literally remove fish oil pills from their diet because they didn't want to get the fat from that. I mean, just minimal fat. And then they would keep carbs pretty high, but then they would drop them as they got closer to show day. And then they would kind of introduce like a carb refeed closer to show day. It's pretty, pretty standard. Um, they would manipulate their water. They manipulate their sodium. They're just very unhealthy practices in the sport of bodybuilding. Um, I pretty much did the exact opposite. My protein became my most manipulated variable. When I'm in an off-season, I'm trying to build muscle, I'll have more protein. When I'm trying to cut for a competition, my primary focus and goal shifts from building muscle to maintaining muscle and um, losing as much body fat as efficiently as possible. So I kept my fat very high because that's where my energy is coming from as a keto-adapted athlete, and I manipulated protein down and titrated that lower and lower and lower as we went, and then carbs were obviously pretty low all the way through. I, I would... I think in that screenshot, I was at 25 grams, but I would go as low as five grams of carbs on a day, pretty typically. Um, and yeah, I would just, mo mo you know, I would manipulate protein down. I got down to 65 grams of protein. And as a bodybuilder, at 65 grams of protein, I would tell people that and they would just look at me funny and be like, okay, this guy does not know anything. And uh, I'd be like, let's see you on stage, buddy. And um, <laughs> yeah, so anyways, that's what I did. I tell people that I, what I was doing, they didn't believe me, but I felt so great. I knew that something had to be going the right direction. And then what's interesting, if any of you know a bodybuilder, the last month of a competition prep, you don't want to be around them. They're just, they're zombies. They have like, uh, they're just fixated on food. I was fixated on food and all my prior competitions. Like they have no emotion. They're unproductive at work. They're unproductive in the relationships. They're just terrible, terrible people. Um, so didn't want that. But lo and behold, show day came. This is a video. I don't know if this video is going to play or not. Do I just hit the space bar maybe? Yeah, so this is just a quick clip of my show that I did as a bodybuilding debut with keto.
That's me on the right, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see, like, I don't know. It, it was cool. It was a very monumental moment for me for a lot of reasons. One, because everybody doubted me. You know, nobody thought that I could do it. And I did everything wrong compared to what they were telling me. And I looked leaner and did so more healthy than everybody. Um, I don't know if you can hear the audio or not, but... He's going to present an award here soon, I think. Yeah, but basically, this was me winning my pro card as a natural competitor with the ketogenic diet, bodybuilding. Thank you, thank you. And I got excited about this because it was so far removed from what everybody else was doing. And everybody else, like I said, they would manipulate their protein. They'd manipulate their, their, their water, their sodium. They would be competitors. There was literally one of those competitors that had to walk off stage while we were posing down because he was cramping up so bad in the shoulder due to water manipulation that he couldn't even hit the poses. So you put all this work in for so many months and you can't even showcase it because you're at such an unhealthy level that your body's just shutting down on you. And that, that just had to be a better way. So this was the better way. I didn't have to manipulate my water. I literally had a gallon of water before stepping on stage, whereas mother competitors were backstage chewing on rice cakes. I was eating fat bombs. And, you know, <laughs> they were sipping little eight-ounce bottles of water, and I'm having a whole gallon. They didn't know what was going on. Um, so the outcome of that show was I earned my pro carb, had minimal muscle loss, and it's a sustainable dieting method. So... I took in-body scans. I didn't have access to a DEXA, but I took in-body scans all the way through. And even with the, the tapering of the protein down to 65 grams, I experienced very minimal muscle loss. My theory is that when a typical bodybuilder goes to a competition prep, they leave protein very high and they drop everything else. Since they're not keto-adapted, their body's basically inefficiently using the muscle they have and the protein they're consuming through gluconeogenesis to create enough glucose to power their day-to-day -day function. Um, that's why they all feel like zombies, in my opinion, because it's just an inefficient process in its entirety. Um, I also didn't have any eating disorders after that. After the show, this is where it gets really interesting. So kind of like what I was saying before, you go through that negative rebound period, you have you know, just really dis disorder, metabolism, uh, malfunctioning, everything, and psychologically you're not doing too good. I decided what I was going to do was this 4,000 calorie challenge that everybody was talking about on YouTube. Jason Whitrock, I don't know if you're all familiar with him, but he did one. And he had some pretty interesting results. So I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this to the extreme. I had just come off a competition prep. I was at 1,650 calories, 65 grams of protein, and just not intaking a lot of food. So I'm like, okay, if I can more than double my caloric intake, bump it up to 4,000 plus calories a day, and sustain very minimal fat gain, then this is really a game changer for the bodybuilding community. And that's exactly what I did. I did it for 21 days, which is what the traditional challenge was. But then I also did it for an additional month. And during that time, all of my blood work improved. I think I got on there. My HDL went from 101 to 154. LDL from 130 to 68. And triglycerides from 64 to 36. I had an eight-pound increase in body weight. But over two months span, after coming out of a competition prep, that's nothing. I mean, like I said, I gained 20 pounds the first time. Um, and my, only, my body fat only increased 1.2%. So I'm all about doing experiments and whatnot. And that was a very worthwhile post-show experiment. The next experiment I did was with Danny Vega. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Danny Vega. Super cool dude. 
Um, yeah, great guy. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Super good, down to earth, true, true, good person. Um, we did a three-month hypertrophy experiment. So after the competition, my, my focus was back on building muscle. And I asked myself, I really want to know what the best macronutrient ratio for building muscle on a ketogenic diet was. Is it higher protein? Is it higher fat? Is it a mix of two? Let's see what happens. So what we did, we established our maintenance calories, which for me was right about 2,500 calories. At 2,500 calories, my body stays pretty constant. So we bumped it up to a 500 calorie surplus, which for me was 3,000 calories. And then we did the first month at a higher fat ratio. So all of those 500 calories came just from, actually it was higher protein, was just from protein. So my first month, I was at 235 grams of protein, 20 grams of carbs, 222 grams of fat. So at about 31% of my calories coming from fat. And we assumed that with the surplus in protein, we'd at least put on pretty substantial muscle growth. We didn't put on any muscle growth. We both just got fat and felt terrible. Um, so yeah, Danny Vega and I, we took blood glucose every day, tested our ketones every single day during that entire three-month experiment. The higher protein, same effect for both of us. We had increased blood glucose, decreased ketones, and just much more of a lethargic feeling throughout the day. Like it became much more hard for me to wake up in the morning with energy. The next month, I switched to the higher fat ratio, which according to this was 110 grams of fat, 20 carbs, and 277 fat. Once in protein, sorry. Um, and then I noticed, literally, y'all, the very next morning after eating those macronutrients, I had so much energy. It's like a switch had been, been flipped. It was like I was back in ketosis again. And it, it, it honestly shocked me because I figured it'd be kind of more of a gradual progression. But I had so much more energy. All of my numbers improved again. Gl glucose went down. Ketones went up. And that was at about 82, 83% fat ratio. And then we did a, a mix of the, of the two during the third month. And of those three months, we honestly didn't build a whole bunch of muscle either month. But the, third, the, the month with the higher fat ratio, the highest fat, is when we both felt the best. That's when our numbers were the best. Uh, body fat went down, and we actually did gain some muscle. So of the three months, that was the preferred for sure. And real quick before I wrap it up here, um, the main, main thing I want to leave with you all is just treat your body as an individual because you are an individual. You know, from a bodybuilding standpoint, I'm excited about what's going on with the ketogenic community because, you know, us bodybuilders get a bad rap. We're all just bros out there, you know, with bro dieting approach. And I think there's a lot that can be done and said in that space with the ketogenic diet. I think, you know, people, I've seen people, I've seen competitors literally have to get their calf cut open surgically to remove some of the, the pressure and swelling because of the, the malnutritional practices, they, they're put forth through their coaches to do a standard bodybuilding contest prep. And it's just sad. And for me as a coach, I mean, I've got clients that are competitors and clients that aren't competitors. But it's so rewarding for me to help somebody reach their goal with this diet and lifestyle sustainably. And I can't, I can't speak enough to how exciting that is to be on the forefront of this. I mean, keto diet's been around forever. But to be on the forefront of this research this community and this just energy is, is exciting. Like I wake up exciting. My brand Keto Savage, my business Keto Savage, like I feel like I'm adding more value to the world than I'm taking right now. And that's what it's all about, leaving a legacy. So I encourage if, if all y'all can use this as a vehicle to make a difference, add some positivity and improve somebody's life, that's all you can ask for. 
Yeah, getting healthier, trying to start. You heard all the ketonians talk. Kiss my keto, high and fat. Oh, yeah, low carb. Check it out, so official. Nothing used that's artificial. Products full of electrolytes. Raise your ketones, get you right. Woo, everything on the label. Oh, yeah, 100%. What's listed is what you get from the foods to supplements. Healthy mix of all the fats, few carbs. I'ma be real, and the new ketogenic bar. It's a meal that'll get you far. Yeah, kissmyketo.com. Use LLVLC for 20% off. $50 purchase or more on one order. Yeah. Are you having issues with fatigue, the keto flu, or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet? Then allow me to introduce you to Keto Vitals. They will solve all of these issues. Keto Vitals is a high-dose electrolyte in a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle. They use only the best ingredients. In fact, their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity. Keto Vitals is 100% guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to KetoVitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two-day shipping for Amazon Prime members. Use the coupon code KETO1515 both on Amazon and at KETOVITALS.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. If you love great olive oil, do I have a deal for you? As one of my listeners, you're entitled to receive for $1, listen to this, for just $1, a $39 bottle of one of the world's finest artisanal olive oils. And what makes this oil really special? It was just fresh pressed at the new harvest. So it's bursting with more harvest fresh flavor than any olive oil you've ever tasted. It's yours for just one buck to help cover shipping as your introduction to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. And there's no obligation to buy anything now or ever. But what exactly is fresh pressed olive oil? And why is it so much more flavorful than store-bought olive oil? The problem with store-bought olive oils is that they can sit on store shelves for months, even years, growing stale or even rancid. The olive, after all, is a fruit. And olive oil is similar to a fruit juice in that it's much more flavorful when fresh pressed. And that's what's unique about oils from my friends at the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. They rush their oils direct to your door by plane and special delivery truck straight from the latest harvest. This means that you, your family, and lucky guests can enjoy top-of-the-line artisanal olive oils at their peak of harvest fresh flavor and nutritional value. This is great news for us low-carb lovers because pure fresh-pressed olive oil has zero carbs. Zero carbs. It adds whole layers of amazing flavor to your favorite low-carb dishes, your roasted vegetables, healthy salads, grilled meats, delicate fish, toasted nuts. Oh, yeah. I can tell you from personal experience, once you try this fresh-pressed olive oil, you'll never go back to store-bought again. Try it yourself and see. For your 39 bottle for a buck, go to jimmyoliveoil.com. That's jimmyoliveoil.com. One more time jimmyoliveoil.com so i am crystal love keto savage's fiance um so a little bit about me since probably a lot of you don't know who i am um i let's see i started keto about two and a half years ago and i actually started well first of all robert had already been doing keto and i was like i like my carbs please don't bother me um 
but I had struggled with a lot of health issues. Um, I have a lot of gastrointestinal issues and um, I spent years going back and forth to the doctor and just trying to figure out honestly what was wrong with me. Um, ends up I have gastroparesis, um, I have slow transit, bowel and colon and um, IBS. I mean, everything in my system couldn't be any worse. Um, if you guys don't know what that means, it pretty much means I have paralysis in my stomach and in my intestines and I was just in constant pain every single day. I literally walked around looking like I was pregnant every single day. So what diet did they put me on? They put me on a high glycemic liquid diet. Pretty much told me I was going to have to have liquid the rest of my life. Um, I would have to puree my foods. I couldn't have meat. Um, and Robert just pretty much told me like, you can't live like this. You are going to get diabetes. You're going to kill yourself. So I actually switched over to keto, which they told me to avoid fat at all cost. Um, I did switch over to keto. I didn't like it at first, so I quit. And I took the easy way, back, way out and I went back to carbs. Um, and then I was still in pain and I thought, okay, I'm gonna try that keto thing one more time. So I tried it and I manipulated it in certain ways and I added MCT oils and I added shakes and I changed it up to fit my diet. I wasn't able to eat steaks and the things that Robert could eat. Um, so I fixed it to be, you know, good for myself. Um, let's see what else I got here. Um, okay, so along with that, knowing Robert, being a bodybuilder, being super healthy, having a healthy diet, um, you would think I had the same lifestyle. Wrong. I had the worst lifestyle of all time. I pretty much lived at Taco Bell. I smoked cigarettes all the time. I drank way too often. I was super unhealthy. Um, but as I was sick all the time, I felt the need to change my whole lifestyle. Um, so when I switched to keto, I started going to the gym. Um, I started working out and I found it like being a passion and a love of mine. And I can't imagine my life any other way. So doing that, I thought, okay, maybe I'll do a competition. And I really had a very unhealthy relationship with food. So it took me a little while to figure out that I, when I really wanted to do a competition. So a couple years later, two and a half years later, I did a competition. Um, but first we will do, um, I think I got that. So this is me, like when I very first started, and I apologize, you probably got plenty of uh, naked pictures from Robert, but here's some more of me. Um, so this is when I very first started lifting. As you can see, I had like no muscle. I was just kind of like a, a skinny fat per se. Um, and then this is me at my competition that I did just this last month. Um, I did end up getting first place and uh, very excited about that because I worked really, really hard. <laughs> all using the ketogenic diet. Um, from the very beginning, the first picture to the second pictures, all of it was done on the keto diet. Now people say you cannot build muscle on keto. I'm gonna have to say that they're wrong. Um, all right, so pretty much I'm gonna start going into how I cut. Um, I know that you guys just listened to Robert. Um, he went through the manipulating his protein and I followed his protocol. He actually coached me through my entire prep. So we'll kind of go through that whole thing for me as well, being a, a female, seeing how it differs. Um, so, all right. 
There we go. So the first week of my prep, um, this is what I looked like. I had, I was pretty thick. Uh, so I was at 25.4% body fat and I got down to 13.4 and my prep was 22 weeks long. Um, typically not as long or that typically that is a little bit longer than normal. Um, but we wanted to make sure that I had enough time to get to my goals and to not harm my metabolism and just take everything really slowly. So I lost a ton of body fat. <laughs> um, I lost uh, 21 pounds overall, and I actually built muscle on my prep. While I was cutting calories, I still was able to build muscle. I was getting PRs in the gym. I had tons of energy. It, I couldn't have asked for a better prep, honestly. So we're going to go next to uh, my macros, and these numbers got messed up a little bit, so I apologize. But as you can see, the very beginning of my prep, I was at 2,250 calories, 188 grams of fat, 113 grams of protein, and it says 28 grams of carbs. I hardly ever got to that. I typically try to stay around 20 total carbs. Um, at the end of my prep, I was down to 1,150 calories. I was at 110 grams of fat, 30 grams of protein. 30 grams. That is like not very much, let me tell you. Um, and then my carbs were at 10 grams. Um, actually, the last six or seven weeks of my prep, I was at 30, 30 to 35 grams of protein um, and still felt amazing every single day. I mean, I think I was eating like two ounces of ground beef and two eggs every day. That was my meals. I was way more full than I ever thought I could be, especially on that low of protein. The fat is what kept me satiated. The fat is what kept me feeling full. And I never really had a problem. Maybe the last two weeks because, hi, after 22 weeks of dieting, you kind of feel like you're dying. But um, yeah, the, the high fat is really what kept me feeling full. It felt me it filled me up, kept me feeling great. I had a fat bomb usually in the middle of the day, and after that, my energy just spiked through the roof. Um, we typically did our workouts in the morning, um, so I, I went fasted, or I had a like a bulletproof coffee or something right before we went. Always felt really good. Um, honestly, most of the girls that I competed with, um, they started to lose their energy. A lot of them do lose their energy. Robert said, um, the last month, nobody wants to be around a bodybuilder because they're just hungry, they're tired, they don't want to do it anymore, and they're just, you know, they're at a deficit. Um, and it's that way for a lot of people. I was honestly surprised at how well I did. I didn't really feel hungry. I wasn't angry. I didn't want to shut myself in a room. There was times, and there's emotional, you know, roller coasters that go along with dieting for that long and pushing yourself in the gym. And when you are cutting down to the, that low of calories, you're still working out just as hard. Your cardio has increased to now doing it every day, multiple times a day, you know, lifting twice as hard because you have to keep your muscle. You have to maintain what you've done or you won't achieve those goals. Um, so being that low calorie, which I wouldn't necessarily suggest anybody go this low, as a, as a general, but that's what we did for the prep. Um, so, also, a big thing that I get questions on is 
um, body composition when the scale doesn't move. This is me at the same weight. Mind you, it's minor differences, but there are differences. Um, the, the left picture was taken the beginning of the prep. The right picture was taken, I think, a month or two after I had started. Um, as you can tell, I'm just not as bloated. Um, I'm not as thick. Um, I weighed the same. And for females, that is exactly how it goes most of the time. Your weight does not change, especially if you are in the gym or you're building muscle. You're going to exchange those. And women are too hard on this. Well, men as well. But generally, women are a little bit too hard on themselves. They look at the scale for everything. I suggest you take measurements, take pictures. The, the pictures that I took are the only thing that saved me half of the time because there were times where I just thought, the scale's not moving, I'm not getting anywhere, and I'm, I'm already tired of this. But you can tell the composition, especially on the ketogenic diet, that is where the change happens, not the scale. Um, all right, so here's my last slide. Um, last minute notes. Um, okay, so as I kind of mentioned before, um, I had you know, stomach issues. I've had um, my battles with eating disorders, that kind of thing. Um, and I chose to put off my competition that long because I needed to be mentally healthy before I could make that happen. If any of you guys are trying to, you know, cut body fat or get to certain goals, make sure that your mental is there before you try and do that. Because if you try and make a cut, if you try and reduce your calories and you're not ready mentally, it's not going to go well, no matter what diet you're on. Um, hormones changing. So um, for myself, I honestly didn't, I couldn't tell that big of a change. I was happier than I thought I was ever going to be on a prep. Um, I kept a really positive attitude most of the time. Um, I did end up losing my menstrual cycle um, when I got down to 17% body fat, which is a little bit higher than you would normally lose it. Um, but just as you guys are cutting calories, um, you know, reducing or increasing your, um, your workouts and those calories changing, that is a possibility that it, it does happen. Um, I don't know. I know a lot of women have a lot of questions about hormones. If you guys have any questions, think I might, you might want to talk, I'm all open about that. Um, so remember that slow and steady is best. That is exactly why th we took my prep a little bit longer than the average person because I know I've had problems with food. I know that it was going to be a hard and long process, but in general, this goal is going to be for the rest of your life. If that's what you're working on, you're working on body uh, composition and you're working on weight loss, this is going to be a decision that you do forever. You're going to you're going to see these results forever. So who cares if it takes an extra month? Who cares if it takes an extra year? You want to do it the right and proper way, the best for your health. Um, so increase exercise for all areas of your health. I know that they mentioned a lot earlier in the day about exercise. Just get moving. And I always tell people, Find whatever it is that you love to do that's, that's physical, whether that's going on a bike ride, walking with your kids, um, going to the gym, lifting every day. You know, that's our passion. It's not everybody's passion to go into the gym and lift every day. 
Um, so find what it is that you love to do to be active and do it. Um, it will help your mental, it will help your physical, it will help your relationships, everything. Um, don't allow your mind to be weak. There were times in this prep where I wanted to give up and I wanted to, I wanted to eat. I wanted to not work out that day. I wanted to, I don't know. I mean, there's just certain times where you just, you, your mind wants to give up. Um, in the middle of a set or reps, um, it just, yeah, pretty much just wanting to give up. And your mind has to be okay with your body just doing it. You have to be okay telling your mind that I'm going to do it no matter what and push past that point because you can, your mind will give up before your body, I promise you. Um, so no excuses. There is no perfect timing for your goals. We launched like two businesses. We had a bunch of traveling to do. I mean, it was crazy. It was the worst time to do a competition prep. Um, whether you're doing a prep, whether you're cutting for life, you know, cutting uh, body fat for just your lifestyle, um, whatever it is that is your goal in health, in the keto diet, and um, people, you know, say, I, I can't stay on my diet this month because uh, I'm traveling, because I'm doing this, because I'm doing that. I can't count my macros because of this or that. Um, there is no perfect timing. You just have to find a way. Take the extra time every single day or before you go on your trip to make it happen because you will feel much better about yourself. I mean, it's just going to be an overall better experience for you. Um, so anyways, that was kind of my experience using the higher fat with the um, manipulating our protein to be quite a bit lower on my prep. Thanks for bearing in there with me. Disc of Light.